You are listening to Noise Extra. I'm Gray Holger, here with my co-host Tara Connelly. Hello. And Mike Connelly. Hello. And we're all in the same room, and we're all staring at a TV, and we just watched Masona's segment of Good Alchemy. We sure did. We are discussing the Good Alchemy video VHS today, and the way we're going to do it, as you may already can tell, we're going to watch each segment and then hit record. Gray's going to play some samples from each of the segments. So it's like we're all watching together. You should go watch this and you should be ready to hear three people incredibly excited. It's mandatory viewing. It is mandatory viewing and Masana kicks it off. And yes, it's great how it's a bunch of different sets collaged together. Yeah, it's a variety of different venues and performances. And I think a couple of them were back to back. So some of these, especially bigger venues look like they're from when he opened for Sonic Youth. Yes. I have to imagine in Japan. Yes. Yes. Opening for Sonic Youth stages for uh, Masona performance. And he really uses all that stage, but he'll use all the room. If it's a a 10 by 10 room too, you're getting, you're getting your money's worth on, uh, Masana square footage here because oh just, yeah, I mean if you haven't seen this video, you need to you need to check it out because Good Alchemy is one of the classic yep. Japanese noise documents of yes. the nineties. Came out in nineteen ninety five on, of course, Alchemy Records with sort of their flagship bands, right? Yep. So we've got Masana, Incapacitance, Mertzbau, Solmania, and Hijokadan, and. It's like tw- roughly 20 minutes from each band, which is a great yeah. overview of the perform, you know, like the, the label at the time and what they were doing. And I feel like some of this Masana footage is burned into my brain. Like the, the burgundy mm-hmm. bell bottoms. Uh, is that bears? Where is that? I don't know. I'm not sure that that one footage that looks like the picture on the picture disc of the the uh, Shinsen Na clitoris reissue. But it's not because that picture's from Pasadena. Okay. So we know that that's... But it it looks the same because the background is blue and he has those same bell bottoms. I mean, I'm yeah. sure the bell bottoms and the shirt are probably the same. I mean, it's... <laughs> yes. You know. They uh, are absolutely iconic and I just adore that, you know, that was his signature pant style along with the gentle heel of the boot and the really, really long hair. And I think all of those things combined just make him look like like so otherworldly and yes. really emphasize the the body flailing that's happening because the hair going wild, you know, makes with the legs the going pants. wild things. Yeah. And just and it's unlike anything else. And it's one of those freakouts where you can't tell at first if it's control or not. Like, is he going to hurt you? Like if you're in the audience, you have to like make that judgment call sometimes. Like, is this person going to hurt me? Do I need to get out of the way? <laughs> or is it a situation where, you know, you let them fall into you because it's going to be a fun performance. There are definitely the, the, some the, frightened audience kind of right in the middle. Exactly. Uh, I would a- probably stay. But well, you did that's which yeah. is what you did with print the first yeah. time you saw him. You were like, I'm just going to go ahead and say and you went flying 100 feet in the air. Well, I there, can take a hit. You can. And I love that about you. The <laughs> po- there is a point where he does seemingly attack the audience. It, it oh, was the, in the up front. Punching his shaker like towards the audience and they've looked 
Gleeful. A few of them, well, gleeful, but also like visibly concerned they're going to get punched in the face. Yeah. <laughs> then there's a then there's a f- footage of where there are people sitting at tables. You don't know you don't know that until you see him jump into the crowd He's and launching himself out. I love that. The amount of energy that goes into his performances it's it's just spectacular. He he comes off as just an absolute maniac. Well, and it makes sense that he hasn't really done Masana for so long. I can't imagine that level of physicality being incredibly sustainable as the years go on. For anyone, for anybody at any age. I mean, I know he's done a show here and there. I know he's done a lot of controlled death, but I do think he's done a Masana set in recent times. Yeah. I I haven't seen it though. I think I saw flyers for that, but the thing about these performances and about the live feeling of Masona is this the, the kinetic energy the physicality of it all but also it doesn't matter if the pedals are off or something's unplugged and there's just cable yeah. buzz or it's go it's going wrong or it's screaming miserable distortion and what the amount of energy and the the level of performance he's putting in is is equal so it might just be dragging around a a pile of cables attached to some pedals that aren't quite plugged in properly anymore, (laughs) but he's still putting on a show. It's there's a showmanship, there's performance there. Uh, And there's also, and there's some great like dives, jumps, rolls, flips, climbing uh, the wall. It looks like he's trying to climb to the top of the door frame. Yeah. The, the, just the, the spectacle, you know, coupled with the noise at a time when, you know, thinking about like opening for Sonic Youth, a lot of these people had not heard Death, right. harsh noise and were yeah. not ready for Masana to be in yeah. their face. And there are some people who are very visibly rocking out up front. Though. Yeah, definitely. And we discussed this in the Bill Orcutt episode where what a great thing that Sonic Youth did then is bringing out Masana, bringing out mm-hmm. Harry Pussy, that taking that, being in a position where you can do that and where it might not go well, but you, you ultimately, you know, you have the, their, you know, they have your back Mm -hmm. and they want, they, they, they they were doing it for the three of us or the, or the other, the three of the the people in, in those cities that there was a three or five people who want, you know, who are gonna, their brains are going to blow up because they got to see something like this and they're going to be forever going down a different path. You did the cost benefit analysis and you're like, sure, some people are going to be wimps about it. And then some other people is going to blow their minds. And so it's totally worth it to like turn some people on to just a wholly different world. I feel like I've never seen footage of of a Masana set that seemingly went correct at all times. Oh, it's definitely like a weird sort of falling apart because he's flying everywhere because he's just, hammering on his gear because he's using you know so, some og shaker like yeah tiny look like taped i always think of it as a, like an altoids box that, so and it wasn't that mm-hmm. what it That's was the assumption or, I, yeah. or an equivalent of an yeah. altoids box and this box. appeared to be covered in electrical tape yeah. though like like but not just like once over like many times i want to say we've even talked to someone who said that uh, yeah. that, that is what's in my head of, of what that is i feel like that was what i made my first shaker in yeah, probably yeah. probably because yeah <laughs> very of that. very useful the, I, the footage where it's all black with the strobe. That was terrifying. And, the, and that demonic. sounded crazy. Yeah. That truly sounded demonic. Yes, that's the right word. That, yeah. That sounded Sonic Devil. 
Mm-hmm. 100%. Did, and- you, did you guys notice the subliminal cut in at one point? And it's during the footage against the blue background. Did you see that? No. There's a subliminal footage clip quickly of just a still picture of him, a black and white picture of him with his hair. I never noticed it before until this time. It's just a black and white picture of him with half his hair, like on half his face. And you can see only one of the eye. It's there for a split oh, second. Cool. It's during yeah, the- Yeah, because they did some editing for well, this yeah, for sure. Because that's the Masana sound. When you were listening to a Masana album, a lot of times that, it, you know, it's the, it's the mini disc cuts and yeah. edits. Mm-hmm. So it, it makes sense that that's the footage. I want to say it's the similar on- we when we did Kingdom of Noise about it, you know, a year ago mm-hmm. or so. I, I want to say it's the similar thing where it's multiple yeah. things. Yeah, and we have which some just very, makes sense. Very cool cameramen on this. We, we had Akafumi Nakajima. Absolutely, we had Mompui. Yeah, absolutely, we had the given the uh, camera credit. So, man. And again, I love to, I love the VHS logo of the Masana. Yes. Oh, you know, right, you know, what goes over it with the just logo. looks ragged too. Oh. Also, it keeps the mystery alive for the which pedal is being used and what's happening because you still have the low res of a VHS. Right, like right. what was on his belt? Is that was that was that which shaker box was connected to his belt? Because many times he had something from his hand. I mean, there's or a classic mic pictures of him belt. with pedals on his belt for sure. Yeah, I don't know what you know in this in the footage exactly what it was. But yeah, exactly. I mean, you can kind of see what it was great. And then potentially a picked wah out a few. pedal. Definitely wah. I mean, oh, there's definitely wah. wah. Yeah, there's wah. a harmonica in his yep. hand, but I don't think we ever really hear it in this video. Yeah, I always think of the harmonica footage from the bottom of the hill footage. There, you can really he really goes off in the harmonica on that, which was on the Mersbau tour when they did the the relapse tour, the Mersbau Masana tour. And, and I just love that you know his gear goes out and it, he's unfazed, just quickly picks up and yeah. just starts screaming. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's like yeah, everyone's gear's gone out, especially when you're a maniac. So what yeah. do you do? Scream, hit somebody with the microphone. I don't know, roll around on the floor until it comes back on. Like <laughs> yeah. you know, it seems to work. It was all fabulous, and I was so glad every time something happened that was surprising like that. Yeah, it's amazing. Surprising. Good good way to describe this whole thing. But I think, I think it's time to watch some Incapacitance. We're going to go watch Incapacitance, and we're going to be back to talk about the live Incapacitance set on Good Alchemy Video. Why don't you sell out all stocks asset without liability? I was like, even stupid can be director. And I always, <laughs> and I always think in my mind that that is that it's like whoever the director of whatever bank or yeah, or, yeah. or, or, or team they're yeah. on or whatever. They didn't like him. So they, they just said, call him stupid. Even, even stupid can be director. I love that. 
the title masters one of one of the one of the title masters for sure. There Best are dancers. many. Absolutely, the incapacitants live in '94. We established at the time of recording. This is almost exactly 28 years ago. Wow! Amazing. Absolutely well, insane. Damn, it holds up. It's so they're so performative. Like watching them is such a pleasure. The movements, the just watching. Kosakai's body shake. Yeah. And then Mikawa's like wild jerking dances where you think he's going to fall over. Like, he, and he's just like twitching all over the place. It's so amazing. His headset and they're strange. <laughs> the headset mic is. They're strange, uh, like style. homemade theremins. Is that what you're saying, Gray? Yeah. Some kind of like DIY theremin. They look like they've got uh, like radio extendable antennas on them and they both have them. Uh, there might be some other options on them, but they're, they're definitely, uh, yeah, some sort of some sort of homemade theremin thing, and they they sound pretty rad. They both they both seem to go to them like regular. Also, we noticed a lot of Kosakai's gear looks like it's uh, built into Tupperware. Yeah, like yeah. some kind of plastic so cool. container uh, upside down with stuff screwed into it, bolted into it, you know, and and duct taped a bit. And like yeah. even his connections were, were duct taped in like a, a milky white clear Tupper product. And Mikawa playing a, a four track also most definitely hard to figure out what a lot of the other stuff on the tables is, but they just look so cool and there's so much action and enjoyment. You can tell they give themselves over to the noise yes. fully and it's a, like a, some kind of trance they both seem to be in when they're doing this. I mean, it's, it's really, I don't know of, of, for the love of noise. You can tell it's pure noise, love coming from both of them. And we also need to note what they're wearing. Cause it's wild. You know, Kosakai <laughs> on the so great good. we're looking at right now. We yeah. have the stupidest, stupid poster up here in our living room and where he has the Maname Toyota long sleeve female Japanese wrestler who is awesome. She's by the amazing. Way. And then he's also representing uh, uh, Mima Sh uh, Shimoda, Shimoda, who's another great female Japanese wrestler. The, the, that nineties female Japanese wrestling She's gorgeous is and brutal, completely insane. Oh, Pat. Nothing has, is like it even now. No, absolutely not. Pat. Uh, O'Neill has sent us a bunch of videos of that, which is so great. He had, he had a bunch of, you know, from trading and stuff. Mm -hmm. So he, he put a bunch on some, some DVDs for us and sent, and they're all completely insane, but I love how he represents that. But guys, what the hell is Makawa's shirt? I, I spent this, this video is like 30 plus minutes long. And I spent a good chunk of it trying to figure out what that shirt was. And Cause it's, there's a lot of fine print text yes. on it but also some sort of like woodcutty looking like i think like Terry's monsters like a, or something yeah, or, or like, like skinless, skinless people. people but it also doesn't like, go up and down it's not japanese it looks like it's english because it goes side to side but then it's also like there's like moons and it's it's <laughs> not all over you're saying it's it's uh, all over adjacent yeah, it's two <laughs> yeah. prints very yeah. large all on the front and back of the shirt and there and the back is just as Crazy and maybe over design is the front. It's, yeah, we were definitely trying to figure out what his shirt it is was. Bonkers. So just the look of them in general is is so distinct. So immediately you're you're just you're in noise joy watching. 
then you just then you start thinking of everything. You start thinking of they probably worked at the bank earlier that day. Yeah. You know, this is you know they they got off work. They threw dealing with the, their portfolio. Yeah. and and then we're doing this. And whereas Masana, it's from second one. He's mm-hmm. it's the Sonic Devil Whirling Dervish. The incapacitants do ramp up. This ramps, yeah. This yeah. definitely takes a minute to get started and to kind of congeal and then once it does you're, you're just watching and listening and then all of a sudden it's like oh yeah and we're even, here even yeah. in the beginning when it's it's two the guys behind the gear like looking at it and 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 the way they were you know in sync with their movements but looking straight ahead it's it, it reminded me of two like demented pilots on a plane yes. and the plane was yeah. about to take off yeah yeah uh and then and then it did well i also too costa guy keeps going to the microphone and it's it's the it's a microphone on a stand. So whether or not it's running through his stuff or not, it's hard to tell because I also can't tell what is going on because he does it minimally, but then like he'll go to the microphone. It doesn't even seem like he's screaming into it. He sort of seems like he's talking to it and then walks away, but he does that throughout the entire performance. And I and it's like, what, what were you saying? Like what? And now I feel vindicated every time we're like, I feel like those are vocals. Within cabs, it might be because they both and because yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, they, they, you know, they always have the either some sort of weird mic, but you know, going screaming. Makawa had that crazy headset that looked just yeah. like what well, you hook up to a telephone at work. Oh, I, I thought of it as like a Britney Spears. Well, yeah, either way, Britney Spears had that like fine, you know, that well, then maybe fine the Madonna mic thing. Yeah, headset. there we go. Know. Yeah, either this way, was chunkier. But yeah, it was it's quite chunky. So you know, so he's doing the vocals, and then you could just focus on one. Or the other, and at one point, Makawa is, he, it's like he's playing the theremin like a guitar. He's sort yes, of like, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. He's sort of like going with it. And then there's points where, because it's such a true just cacophony of noise, you sometimes you can't exactly tell who's, where the sound is coming from or who's doing it. Oh, yeah. But there was those points where you could see Makawa holding the theremin thing, and then when he would let go, this explosion <sighs> would happen, and yeah. then he'd hold it, and then it would go away. And it was this moment of you could see where And it's so playful. It's, it's almost like, you know, like playing a game of peekaboo or something. Like when right. he was releasing his hands, it was, and it was bonkers. And the things he was doing with the four track, just like, up and down, up and down, up and down. Like yeah. every single track, like tape. so I many times. In there. <laughs> or, oh. or was he, or maybe he was using, using it as, as a mixer. mixer. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Yeah. Many, but many options there. Like all over the place. Yeah, because I don't ever really think of Japanese noises utilizing tapes live, or even really, I don't think mm-hmm. of tapes being a part of the gear, right? I no, mean, not not in when I what I traditionally yeah, think. Yeah, when of, I think no. of it, I mean, hey, who knows? Maybe they were, but I don't think of it as that. But he was definitely there was a four track up there. So whether or not he was using it as a mixer or did have some source in there. Four track, there's some Tupperware, there was some <laughs> potentially homemade theremins, there were all all sorts of crazy scenes, but I mean, truly the ending is Well, right. Absolutely. So, so, epic. so like we said, where's Masana? You just go right in. This really does ramp up, and they each sort of start getting a little wilder with their movements, a little shakier, a little more off kilter. And like you said, Tara, it seems like Macau is going to fall over at points, and then he does. Yeah, and that's because that's so satisfying. The, the, the finale, they just absolutely let go. Just 
freaking out, rolling on the floor, doing all the. And this is one performance. I mean, this is a thirty-minute yeah, performance. This is the longest section on the video. the The following videos are around twenty minutes. So yeah, the, this was at the Zanai Act Music Festival. I did a terrible translation, so it might just mean Zanai Live Music Festival. I don't know, but, but it's also you know I we and and I think in you know for good that sets have gotten shorter as the years go on. I you, you know I think uh, the thought a half hour set noise set is not. You know, unless it's Mersbau, you know, we, yes. we we generally think or or skin I got news crime. For you. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, maybe <laughs> I plays a little longer than a half hour. Well, no, no, no. What I'm saying is, is he? Yeah, is, that's great. Is Mersbau plays longer yeah. than a half hour. Skin crime plays longer, and that's great. And we want that, and and this is great. We want that. You have to but build up to that's play what I'm more than to, a half an hour. My point is that yeah. to do a longer noise set, it needs to do what these guys are doing. You know, it needs to. It develops it. It moves and you want to be there that entire time. You know, Masana does the short sets and it's that's how it should be. And that was, you know, I think he's a big inspiration to people to do shorter sets, you know, or obviously, you know, the classic cocky SP, you know what they say about guys with short sets, the <laughs> C1 on Freedom From. But, you know, something like this great half hour noise set, there's something to be said for that. And, and this is that one I, of them. Yeah. yeah. There's like, I like that. I'm like, okay, I can just settle back and just, I'm going to enjoy this whole thing. Like Mersbau, like skin crime and like incapacitance. So, I mean, come on. How, how, it's just always great to see. This. I mean, the kingdom of noise footage, which we talked about a while yeah. ago is, is probably like my favorite. So good. Incaps. It's the, the one that sticks out in my brain yeah. forever. Yeah. As far as live performance, but uh, you mentioned Mertzbau, and guess what? He he's up next he, on Good Alchemy. He is up next. We got two performances, and one of them taking place on Halloween. Spooky. Well, I'm excited. Let's go watch Mertzbau. The Mersman cometh. Actually, all three of them. Yes, we are in Power Trio Mersbau era for two shows. One in Tokyo, 1994, and the other in Eindhoven, Halloween, 1992. And guys, who was the live sound mix by? None other than John Duncan. You got it. So very cool connection there. One of our recent guests did a live sound mix for this incredible show. And I actually, we also postulated whether or not 
O'Rourke was at that show because yes. this is when he was going back and forth, living in Holland, going back. Mm-hmm. So good chance he was also at that show as well. But were they shows? What the hell just happened? I mean, let, <laughs> what I the mean, hell just come happened? On. The the first set, Cloaken Clo- Fantasy, he, on the credits, they have track titles for him. And the second one is Smoke on the Water. And we'll discuss why it was that. <laughs> it's cool. These are really dark videos you can barely see what's going on until you can so it's incredibly mysterious yeah the especially cloak and fantasy you're really only getting sort of strobe light flashes of light happening to illuminate the stage throughout the most part of it and the sound on both of these is awesome i mean it's we're talking 92 and 94 mertzbau yeah. we're talking power true we've got reiko on tape and voice uh akita doing noise we see the junk guitar in some sort of capacity when you do get those little flashes and bara credited with action piss and voice and you know it (laughs) as we as we know he he would do performance pieces at these shows a lot of these shows we we see this here buto dancing would also uh well pissing and also Standing uh, on pedestals, yeah, levitating himself, wrestling with some uh, hoses or something. That's what it seems something. in the first one because at the way it's set up, and you get these flashes of light. I almost thought there was a fourth person on stage. Yes, because of the way where Bara is, it looks like there's another figure in front of him. Well, we find out that as the video goes on, as the light starts to show, that it is some sort of. Yeah, it looks like a bunch of rubber tubes in some configuration on a mic stand that he's at one point wrestling with on the floor. Yeah, it was almost as though like he had a rock band behind him and he was Steven Tyler and he had a bunch of rubber tubes, uh, but not the scarves it's, tied to his mic stand and then begins rolling around on the floor and in a very, you know, in a semi-sensual way, but yeah. very, very much like an amazing front man for this wild i mean it's just such such a ripper well, yeah so you said at one point tara goes <laughs> man he's ripping and we we're like yeah he is that's yeah. that's what he's doing i mean it's just classic mersbaugh noise and yeah there, there's there's a light tube on the stage that sometimes gives the light but again i love this mystery and it, this and the kingdom of noise video when they're in the street where, uh, in like the, the sort of weird, bus station yeah. area, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know that was how I first saw Mersbaugh footage, and it was so mysterious because you yes. still didn't understand wh- who, who is it was, what, what is yeah. happening, who I can't really see. Yes, and I also love that they, that they chose that these videos because you there's points where it's just black you can't see. Yeah, and yeah. I love that. That's like that's the video yeah. they chose because it's just this what noise can do that other things can't this strange experience that you're having in this strange mystery. And yeah, when you do get glimpses, there's points where you can just see Masami just going wild on that junk guitar. It's amazing. And these, I think both of these performances add an element of fear that, you know, maybe we haven't had in the same way. Yes, I agree. And because when we, especially when we get to the second performance, smoke on the water, they have set a chair on fire and it's the focal point of the set. Yeah. I mean, Masana was terrifying oh, yeah. in the beginning um, with that strobe light in the, in that one performance, but the, you know, the shadowy face with the hair, but this is terrifying in a, in a different way. Yes. I would say sonically. Yes. And then the element of fire and just the entire uncertainty of it all. And then Bara naked, except for a gas mask. <laughs> 
you know, on the pedestal, pissing, hard to see exactly what's happening. And then, yeah, like you said, at a point, he just sort of lifts himself up on the wall and it just looks so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. His whole contribution to this is, you know, the first chunk of the video of this set is is just pretty much pitch black with a little bit of light coming from the stage and that's it and you can't tell what's going on and then it cuts to the lighting of the chair and even then we can tell what's going on but Lara's not he's like off to the side kind of in the darkness for right. most of that until he ascends the pedestal yeah and even then you can't tell what it is until he's on it because the light kind of shines behind it once he's once he's on it but I assume he was doing some sort of performance off there and you're not even sure how connected these two events are, like the Mertzbau performance and the chair burning, mm -hmm. right. until you get the wide shot much yeah. later on of they're over here on the left side, and oh yeah, that chair is in a corner burning, yeah. and it seems like they put a fan in front of it to maybe keep the smoke at bay, which at the end of the video we <laughs> see it didn't really keep the smoke at bay. No, kind of like no. a, uh, after the set, like lights on a shot and it's like so hazy. So yeah, hazy. it's crazy. Yes. Who knows what fumes came out of that chair? We're, okay. So where did the chair come from? Did they find it in the street? Was right. it something that was just at the venue? Was why did they was, decide? Was it John Duncan's living room? <laughs> did they, yeah. Why did they decide to burn the chair? Yeah. Uh, was there, was it, was it broken? Was it a perfectly good chair? I have so many questions about this and what chair. different ways that all of these artists have approached performances chairs? you oh, know performances. And, and, yeah. chairs. <laughs> and chairs well yeah because this to me really highlights just that the destructive nature uh -huh. the chaotic nature all i mean so far all of this has a, you the, know, uncertainty, the uncertainty the chaos the danger this, is, this yeah. like you said tara there's this element of fear that's different in this than that than proceeding than in masana's there is a very there's a sense of danger as well as malintent because yeah. especially with the gas mask just staring at the fire it feels yes. very on edge of anything you're just you know and they were staging these performance like we said it in was the so Kingdom surreal Noise video, yeah it's, there's a lot of surrealism yeah. in, in this era of Mersbau especially and you again like you're saying you start thinking of all these things you know, the, this concrete brick wall that they're against, is it inside? Is it outside? Is this fire, how contained is it? How much do they know, you know, the staring into the fire and then, then combine with the sound. I mean, it is yeah. classic Mersbau and it's classic noise and it's just so overwhelming and enveloping. You know, we see in capacitance, you know, going through amps, that's the thing. You know, those guys, they love the amps. Masana going through amps. It was a big thing, that amp sound, and it yeah. gives something different. Whereas, you know, there might have been amps here, but there's obviously a big system that they're playing, that, that Merce was playing through in both these things. And it adds this all-encompassing element. You can't get away from it. Being there, you couldn't get away from that, it. Even through this VHS, it sounds massive. And the, yeah. and the shifts truly are, you know, more subtle. Um, it, and it, it's very, very full and there's a lot going on sonically, but even, you know, we were talking about when it, when that wall goes down a hole, when the wall gets stuffed into a tube, like you yeah. just, you just feel that shift Everything, in yes. the frequency and, and yeah. the pressure. Yeah. It's like the, yeah. And the atmosphere It's like the waves everything. have just been compressed and you're getting yeah. a much shorter one and you, and it does, it feels very textural. It's, you know, just peak this era of Marisbao, both these sets. It is, it's as exciting to see it right now as it was 
the first time, the second time, the third time, this is, it's, you know, hey, he's the god of noise for a reason. And these two performances highlight exactly why that is the case. Bar is so good. Bar is amazing, you know? And so it's it's just what what a what a time, what footage. And we're moving on to some wild footage courtesy of Soulmania. Now, the one thing we do need to point out is oh, the yeah. incredible cover <laughs> you know, on the VHS video that Tara and I did a, a few weeks ago. You know, we did highlight this, but just to reiterate, you know, it's so crazy looking. It's got the pictures of everyone, but their cheeks are like air blushed. blushed. Yeah. yeah, like it's air. All the color has been airbrushed. In. It's so crazy oh, looking. There's it. a little legend on the back to tell you who's who, too. It's yeah. like a, a small version of the cover that's. <laughs> yeah. I love that. It's so cool. It's such an insane looking video. Obviously, the picture will be on the, on the page, but. It is just one of the great, immediately you're just happy when you see this cover. Yeah, they look happy. Everybody's smiling. And- yeah, everyone's smiling <laughs> and happy. And I Rosy cheeked and floating about the ether. And I am as well. And I am happy that we are about to watch Soul Mania Live in 1994. I concur. Yes. So good. This is the duo soul mania. And it is just, I think Tara, much like you called it, that Mersbaugh was ripping. I mm-hmm. believe you said this was shredding. It's a total shredder. It's yes. awesome. And then we have those, overlays of topless dancers as we kick in I we have some visuals. red yeah. light so we get kind of a this is like a seedy element to yes. it like very much like a a rock club vibe but it's instead it's just absolute you know dismal mayhem and chaos well, you know we we hadn't really talked about that because it's it's not used a ton on this video but there's something so great about vhs edits and effects there's a little bit on the masana part where it goes to the negative and there's just something you can't recreate it's just that vhs negative Mm -hmm. and this has the vhs overlay of yeah like topless dancers in the beginning and the end and then like pretend one on a motorcycle maybe and then like hey of course you know you know so many is engine roaring so one of my favorite parts of this video aside from you know the sound and the video itself (laughs) 
in the credits, we have Masahiko Ono listed with rhythm guitar and vocal and Katsumi Sugihara <laughs> on lead guitar. That's right. I I oh. love that it's rhythm yeah. and lead guitar of credits. Of course. Well, what type of guitar was the lead guitar? It looked like a Les Paul. I mean, it oh, just looked like a Les yeah. Paul. Well, that not, seems appropriate. Yeah. Not like a weird Solmania guitar. Not a, not a completely insane put together guitar with <laughs> two necks going opposite directions. A and, weird mic stand sort and, of uh, arm. I think one of the weirdest thing. I mean, everything about it is unusual. Even a curly cable, which well, look, there was a curly cable talk going on. Tara I was, was trying to defend the choice. Well, Tara was being really pro curly cable, and Greg's like, curly cables suck. And I had to jump in, and I had to just, you know, I mean, generally, I'm always going to take Tara's side on anything mm-hmm. because, yeah, there's just there, there's just no way around That's that. So sweet of you. Well, hey, it's you know, it's my duty. And it's going to happen. So. Except when you're dead wrong about curly cables. <laughs> and, well, and I was like, Tara, look, I don't think we've ever owned a curly cable. I don't know why you're being defend- defending curly cables. I don't know what cables. I was. Th- I was. I was just very excited about uh, Solmania's use of the curly cable, and I and I just liked that everything was just is so bizarre about the instrument, including. The fact that there's a curly cable on it. And, you know, in hindsight, now that I'm, I don't know why I was defending it so vehemently, it seems like they'd be very heavy and they would be prone to tangling. It does Because look I like cool. having a cable. I'll give you that. It looks, it cool. looks cool Hold on his guitar. There's an important thing to talk about with this curly cable is that it's, there's a cable mounted to like coming out of the body of the guitar. Oh, yeah. But the <laughs> curly cable is coming out of the head of the guitar. Like a right, fret right. or something. Right. Or what? I, I would I imagine. Right? Under, I mean, who knows? Well, and what then goes also on. attached to the guitar is, you know, that that it looked like a telescopic neck microphone. Also, it's it's like a it, it makes me think of Tetsuo the Iron Man, like the cyberpunk looking guitar action because there's just metal plates bolted to it with a bunch of knobs and like the weird sort of mic stand thing and a, another neck sticking off the back of it. And it's very much like a Mad Max guitar. Mad Max for sure. This definitely. would definitely play in the Thunderdome. It's a, a post apocalyptic guitar. And yes. you know, on our on our episode we did about so many as trembling tongues of I guess it was two years ago, I think at this point we did discuss, there is a diagram of the guitar in a issue of banana fish. And we definitely discussed it on that episode. Yeah, so go back and listen to our illustration of talking about that. This but guitar. I, I love so many. I, I think we, I know we, when we did it, I was saying how it was like summer noise and it still feels that way in a way. And I think it's just that guitarness, the shredding and it goes to that thing that, a lot of the Japanese noise artists were so big into seventies rock. I mean, that was, they came out of that and they were, you know, obviously Masana with the bell bottoms and Mm -hmm. there was, there is this element of rock that went with a lot of, where they came from. Yeah, and, and even you, Barr's performance with Merzbau yeah, is so you, that very much so on a rock So you see element. something like Soulmania and you just, it's the direct, you know, you could just mm-hmm. tell that, that they're channeling their, you know, they're channeling Deep Purple and that, you know, they're channeling that era of 70s rock. They're channeling Thin Lizzy and it, it comes off and then it's just filtered through Soulmania, filtered through that guitar and you get this just amazing noise and you know we we just talked with a guitarist and who makes incredibly you know blown out yeah insane guitar but it's so many it takes it to this other degree and i think it has to do with that 
the the creation that he's made. I think the guitar noise as a thing of summer makes a lot of sense to me yeah. from even early on getting into noise and yeah. listening to to stuff and like I remember driving around in the summer in my 1985 Honda Civic yes. with no AC <laughs> and blasting Watashi Dake uh, by Kaji Hano. And it's obtuse, strangled, weird guitar and vocals. And it's it feels like summer to me. I don't know why, but I think you you can have that stuff. And I think a lot of the stuff maybe in the late 90s and early 2000s that I was exposed to early on was the guitar noise. And if it, it does, it all feels of summer. If I think of something like diesel guitar or anything, it's yeah. summer. I don't know yeah. what it is. It's the, the tones those sounds and bright. And so we have this, you know, hot as the sun, like yes. red light, the two of them performing the, the gold glitter, Les Paul, it looks like, right. Totally. <laughs> and it's, it's just such blistering, nasty noise coming from a guitar and Salmani does that just wonderfully. It's a good summer freak out. Uh, I love it. I definitely want to go listen to some Salmani after this. Yes. And I also want to point out that Salmania on the cover of this VHS, he looks so <laughs> gleeful. Yeah, like a, yeah. I, every, every time I look at his face, I'm just, it's so, it's pure joy. It's I mean, they all actually love it. Like we're saying, they all do. They all look so great. Cause I mean, why wouldn't you? You were part of this incredible video. I'd be elated as well. Well, we're coming up on the final performance. We're going to get some guitar. We're going to get some noise. We're going to get some vocals. And we're going to get some drums, which we have not had yet. But it's going to happen because it's time for Hyjo Kaiden. And here we go. It was about almost to the day. Oh. 28 years ago. And it is time. Let's freak out. And you know, I stated very emphatically that we we're going to see some drum performance on this we set. We saw them. We did. And I will say that at first I said, oh, I was mistaken. This is, there's no drums on this set. Gray, you're going to have to go ahead and edit that. But as the performance went on, we realized, no, drums do come into play on this set. They do, specifically on a guitar. They, at a certain point, JoJo takes apart the drum set that's on the stage and just 
puts it on his guitar. Well, yeah. it starts with the mic stand and then goes to another mic, mic stand, stand yeah. and then yeah. some cymbals and, you know, then he ran out of stands. This is so great. This is the trio era, Makawa, Junko, and Jojo. And another thing to point out, so the Incapacitance set was August 27th, 94. This set is September 3rd, 1994. But guys, what connects these two sets? Makawa's shirt. What the hell is that shirt? <laughs> he loves it. He was like, this is my, this is the shirt I'm wearing on stage this Maybe week. Maybe it's the Makawa's shirt. He loves it and he's rocking it. This is a, this is a crazy looking set. Cause Jojo, <laughs> Jojo looks comfy. Jojo's in soft clothes. Yeah. Jojo looks like he's got some sweatpants on. shirt, some sweatpants and some trainers. And man, there's a point both Gray and I had the feeling at the same time. Jojo looks like he's playing with a different he's band. He's a different band. It, whatever. It does not look like he's playing whatever sound is coming out. I love awesome. that yeah. vibe, though. Like, if you had yes. this on mute, you would be like, this what? is a, this is psych rock. <laughs> yeah, like, you know what I mean? The way he's playing, but it's just so, yeah. it's with such commitment yeah. and fervor that you really just think that he's like shredding on that guitar and he's like playing like wild solos. Uh, but then when you drop into the real sound and it's just junko. Oh, <laughs> just nonstop. Like that just omnipresence of her. It's, it's psychotic. I so, love yeah. it so much. We get all three on vocals here though, where like yeah. Makawa isn't apparent immediately. You, you kind of hear Jojo and Junko in the beginning and you don't even really see Makawa for a couple of minutes in, in the video. And then he appears and he also appears in your ears doing vocals. You hear some other process vocals trying to keep up with what Junko is doing. But, Jojo's also occasionally doing some yeah, sort of vocals, but you definitely. can't really. You com really compared can't to tell. Makawa through his processing and Junko through her pure brutality. Jojo's left a little, a little in the back in terms yeah, of look, like the vocal because it looks presence. like he's just going through the PA. Yeah, right. So <laughs> yeah. it all just blends together in this pure, just Hijokaiden noise. Yeah, it's so chaotic and and truly like Makawa's vocals. Not just this performance, but in, in caps and other places, they, they remind me of sound effects. Like he's making sound effects with his mouth, and it's so confusing as to what exactly is happening. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, it it's just a complete, utter blend together of what these do. And then and then again, Junko. I mean, we talk about her so much, and it's just that thing of like, she's. I mean. It's just the most insane sound and she's barely moving. She's just sort of, it's her presence is so striking and so powerful without any sort of theatrics movement performance, really. Yeah, I mean, she's, she's a just force of nature. There. Yeah, she's standing there in soft pants and trainers. They're both wearing some white tennis shoes. This was for <gasps> the 10th anniversary of Alchemy. So 94 but I did flip flop on the curly cord while we were watching this oh. because I had this idea. We were kind of like laughing about it. And then it was like, yeah, no one will steal your cord if you have curly cords. And how many times you go to a club and like somebody takes your cord, somebody borrows your cord. If you have curly cords, nobody can take them and be like, that's not your cord. That's my cord. I came here with this because it's not. It's an insane curly cord. Like the club can't say it's their curly cord. Your friends can't say it's their curly cord. You can look from a distance and be like, you still have my cord, friend. Okay, Tara, but the problem is like, yeah, no one's going to steal my dog poop. 
<laughs> but like, I don't want it either. But it's yours. But yeah, no, but it like, it's, I don't. But it could be your decoy cord that you let people borrow and I, then you keep the good I'm cords to yourself. not at a point in my life where I need decoy cords to let people borrow. I have flip-flopped and I am supporting curly cords well, as loners. Hey, I Christmas they... is only a few months away, guys. <laughs> so. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say Tara, I'm really liking your the way you're thinking about it. So maybe I'm just back yeah. on to on you won't your forget side. him at the venue. You're gonna look down. and You're gonna be like, "Yep, that's definitely my stupid curly cord. I better pick it up and wad no. it up into a knot and take it with me." Nope. Why, Amazing. Why not? Why not? Amazing. Noise VHSs. They're incredible. We love them. You know how much we love them. And this is one of the classics, of course. Kingdom of Noise. We did last year. Another classic. And I'm sure we'll do more as the years go on. But this is truly, truly a classic VHS release with some classic performances, classic videos. You got to have it. You got to watch it. And I think the way we watched it today is one of the way. I mean, it's how we watched most of our first noise videos. And that's with your friends. And just yelling about it, talking about about it, getting excited (laughs) about it. We so, should record the the during watching session sometime where it's just us well, like we were, freaking we out. We were discussing doing how to do watch alongs or commentary. Yeah. So we will do that at some point, some sort of yeah. in the moment commentary watch along. I could even see us doing it for an album, uh, a listen along. I think we just need mm. we just need to figure out the logistics of how to do that. I think it'd be a lot of fun. But one of the reasons this was picked to do today is because especially in this household, it has been a heavy, heavy noise zone, just classic noise zone. You know, we've been doing a lot yeah. of a lot of interviews with a lot of people in different branches of noise as we discuss. We have been just diving firmly into classic noise. So over on the Patreon, we are going to discuss our noise recent listening. We're going to hop over there for patrons and talk about some classic 90s noise that we have been listening to. So thank you so much. Go watch Good Alchemy video. Go watch any noise VHS. Now we'll talk about some more noise. You've been listening to Noise Extra. Noise Extra is brought to you by Chondritic Sound, a home to noise artists for over 17 years by Verdant Weapons, maker of quality contact microphones and noise devices, and by our Patreon supporters. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash noise extra, and your support really helps. You can find us on Instagram at noise extra, on the web at noiseextra.com, one E in those, and on Twitter at noise extra, with three A's at the end. Thank you for listening to us and to noise.